All praise to God for the great privilege that we have to study his word freely today. God is good. Once upon a time, men were persecuted for having in their possession the Bible. Men were tortured for preaching the truth. But here today, here now, we have a privilege to study freely. Where there is no danger for anyone who has in possession of the Bible. Or even teaches the truth. Thank God for this rare privilege. Thank God. My dear friend, you are welcome to the Gospel Space. And I'm your host, Ulua Femi. Again, I greet you, my friend. You're welcome to the Gospel Space once again. And all praise to God for all that He's teaching us. All praise to Him. You know, the evidence that we would have that we know and we understand God is if these words are transforming us. If they are causing us to make changes by His grace. Not by our own power, but by His grace. If they are causing us to make changes in our lives, correcting, making corrections in areas where we are falling short, and embracing truth that we are formerly not embraced, it is by our living examples that we would witness whether or not we know, whether or not we understand, or whether or not we have accepted our Lord Jesus. Not only as our saviour, but as our master. Our master that we obey. Today we shall be studying the book of Leviticus chapter 22, as it has been said before. And we will be picking verses in the book of Leviticus chapter 22. We will consider verse 1 to 3 and verse 18 to verse 21. Verse 1 to 3 and verse 18 to 21. Oh, may the Lord help us that we would see, that our eyes may be opened. Let us have a short word of prayer. Let us invite the Holy Spirit to, excuse me, come into our hearts and soften it. And help us that we may accept the truth as it is written in His word. Our Father in heaven, what a privilege it is to call you Father. We thank you for this privilege to study and to know you. Please forgive us of all our sins and walk upon our hearts that everything you have for us today we would hear and upon hearing we will do. Thank you for hearing our prayer for we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So let's study Leviticus chapter 22 from verse 1 to 3 and from verse 18 to verse 21. Verse 1 says, And the Lord spoke Unto Moses, saying, Let's pause there. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, What comes to mind is this this is this is a huge this is a huge statement. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying. Remember, in our study of Exodus, while we were studying the book of Exodus, there was a time Jesus, 
sorry, pardon me. The Zodan God appeared to the entire congregation of Israel. And before he appeared, there were requirements that they should clean themselves internally, externally, and even their environment. It should be clean because the Holy God was to speak to them. Now, for a long time now, we've been hearing God speak, speak, speak to Moses. Speak, speak, speak to Moses. And we, we've been saying that before appearing before God in, in the tabernacle of meeting, there is the cleansing and everything. And here we have been reading, God spoke to Moses. God spoke to Moses. I see that message of perfection just in this verse. Because at every time God spoke to Moses, then it would be as it was when God appeared on Mount Sinai, that he was clean internally and externally. When I say clean internally, I mean clean in heart. Jesus describes that in Matthew chapter 5 as the pure in heart. To be pure in heart is not a thing of one day. It is a perpetual thing. It is a perpetual thing. And again, just in this one verse, I see that echo that we have been reading in the Bible. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, is holy. Because of the kind of person Moses was, God spoke to Moses time and time and time again. Wow. It's amazing. Verse 2 says, it continues. It says, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons that they separate themselves from the holy things of the children of Israel, and that they profane not my holy name in those things which they hallow unto me. I am the Lord. Say unto them, Whosoever ye be of all your seed among your generation that goeth unto the holy things which the children of Israel hallow unto the Lord, having his uncleanliness upon him, that soul shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. The, the reason why these two verses were selected out of um, this chapter is that it calls or it, it shows that parents, they have responsibilities to pass down the commandments God has dedicated unto them. For the sons of Aaron, there was the command, there was the charge given to them. You should not defile, you should not profane the holy things. For no reason, you shall not. And as the commandment was given to them, they were instructed, they were commanded to pass it down to all generations. Responsibility. And that is the same responsibility every parent has today from God. For every parent, you are commanded, not advised, you are commanded to pass down the instructions that you have received from God, from one generation, helping them understand 
that even as it is being passed to the immediate generation, they have a responsibility to continually pass it down. This nullifies this common thing that is being done where some parents or many parents, if I can say, many parents leave this responsibility of guiding the children in the way of God to pastors. Here in Nigeria, we have, um, I can say, classrooms or worship centers for children. They call it the children department. I believe it's the same everywhere. And you see, you see parents just submitting their children that it's your responsibility. No. Here we are seeing, we are hearing God say with his mom that to the parents, they have been given a responsibility, they have been given a command. Instruct your children in the way of God. Let them understand that it is a perpetual message. Let them understand that it's a perpetual instruction that should be passed down from one generation to the next generation. You are responsible for your children. Not the children's department leader. Not the children's instructor. Not the pastor. No. But you, the parent. You are to instruct and give the children that charge. For what reason? That they may not be cut off. That they may not be cut off. For their own, how do I put it? For their own salvation. Instruct your children. Verse 18 says, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons and unto all the children of Israel and say unto them, Whatsoever Whatsoever he be of the house of Israel or of the strangers in Israel that will offer his oblation for all his vows or for all his free will offerings, which they will offer unto the Lord for a bond offering, ye shall offer at your own will a new lamb without blemish of the beavers and of the sheep or of the sheep, sorry. Or of the goats. Verse 21. And whosoever offereth a sacrifice of peace offerings unto the Lord to accomplish his vow or a free will offering in beeves or sheep, it shall be perfect to be accepted there, shall be no blemish there. In former studies, I'd like to mention again, we have seen, and by God's grace, we know that these sacrifices were symbols that were pointing to our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. We know that uh, Jesus was to come, the Son of God was to come, perfect man, living in this world without sin. Without sin. And it's, it's not like he, he, he was divine and was just floating without sin. He was flesh and blood like you and I. And he lived without sin. And the lamb here that is without blemish was a symbol of him. 
without blemish. Some versions will say spotless. Like no, <laughs> I wanted to say wrinkle, no bruise, nothing. Spotless. And it's interesting. Even when the children of Israel were to offer free will offerings, there were guidelines that they had to follow. There were requirements that they had to follow. Even in offering free will offerings. You know, when one hears free will offering, one can assume that, oh, it should be his free will. I, I, can, I can choose what I want to offer unto God. But no. Even in free will offerings, as in vows and other types of offerings, there were specifications, there were requirements <clears throat> that God already made clear. Sorry, pardon me, my voice is... <clears throat> there were requirements. So I cannot say, you cannot say, oh, I want to give a free will offering and this is what I want to give. No. God has already declared, opened it to them that if you would do this for me, this is the requirement. Never did Moses say, when God was giving him all the dimensions to build the tabernacle of meeting, never did he say, um, Lord, let's, let's reduce this to six inches. Or never did he commit that project to any of the contractors and be like, oh, well, you can make amendments. No. He did everything exactly as God has instructed. And we see this also in the sacrificial system. The exact way God has instructed. And again, it's, it's interesting that this message is all over the Bible. And we hear people say some silly things. We hear people fall into that trap of adding to the Bible. We hear and witness um, individuals subtracting from the Bible. No. No. As examples that have been lived out by men of God, Moses, as we are studying here, and even the children of Israel and the, the priests at that time, they did things according to the exact guidelines God gave. No adding. No subtracting, but exactly, perfectly. Ye shall be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. That is the message. And we must get to the point where we accept the Bible, we accept the word of God as what it is. Hating what we think or what we feel and loving every instruction that God has for us. Oh, may the Lord help us. May the Lord help us that all of this truth that you and I are seeing would have impact and it will strike our hearts. That we may have a burning desire to do the Lord's will. Thank you for joining us today on this episode. God bless you.